Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the Fit Fact King. Today's guest will provide us a bit of information about fitness and some professional advice if someone's running for competition because he is IFBB Pro Classic Bodybuilder. He started his journey from Iran and moved to USA, San Diego. While he was in Iran, he played a soccer from age of 13 to 19 and one of his coach said he could be a good professional when he grows up. So listening to this, he's got a bit of a motivation and he started preparing to, you know, build his physique. And he won his first title in Dubai 2012 for classic bodybuilding competition, which was amazing results for him. The best part is he's also a posing coach for competitors. As I said, like if someone's, you know, going for competition, he teaches how to uh, pose on the stage. In this episode, he shared his knowledge and experiences throughout his journey from Iran to USA. So let's just not waste time and welcome Zenia. Hello, Zenia. Welcome to my podcast. I'm glad to have you here. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for making this time. So Zenia, let's start with your introduction, like... um, what you do and then how you started and all that. Can you just give us a little bit of information about yourself? Uh, my name is Zania Radepur. I'm an IFB Pro Classic Physique Competitor and also as well nutrition online coach and also do in-person posing, uh, posing and just coaching in general. Yep. Perfect. With this, with this posing, like, does it take a long time to learn posing? Because, you know, I've never done this any professional, but... How much process or how much time you require to learn proper posing? Because I know there's a lot of poses that you know require a lot of techniques. It's it's mainly uh, over time. Like for me, for example, it was not never a coaching or a specific time that uh, I invest on doing this. It was just at the beginning when I first started. Just. Uh, Seeing pictures, seeing videos of people, yeah. every single time I would pass a mirror, I would probably uh, hit a pose or two. And then just mainly it's just getting to know your own physique better. Once you get to know uh, your own physique better, then you're able to kind of find out how to hide weaknesses and show more of your strength. Yeah. Basically, posing is an expression of yourself and your physique so you want to make that expression the way that you wanted to do it so i think mainly comes over time mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't need to be anything extraordinary it just yeah. comes by practice 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 but then a lot of people may be uh underestimated or don't spend as much time on it then mm-hmm. it comes that you have to all of a sudden uh, develop a habit to be able to just uh, it's not an easy thing uh, yeah. But if you practice over time, then at a certain point, it just becomes autopilot. It becomes easy for you to be able to do these things, to have control over uh, all the muscles in your body. The other thing is a lot of people think posing is just for competitions. Yeah, It's not necessarily for that. 
if you be able to pose good, then your training quality improves a lot because it requires a lot of muscle mind connection, yeah, uh, breathing techniques and uh, different things like that. Okay, and you know this, um, as you said, just because it requires. I think the you probably know this. Uh, the the they call it posing king is the sea bum. <laughs> No. Have, you, have you met him? Have you get to chance to see him? Uh, I've met him twice before, but uh, we have uh, not that his posing is bad. His posing is actually really good. That's why he's uh, Mr. Olympia. But they're way better yeah. posers. That it also depends. Uh, composition stage posing is yeah. way different than uh, someone that does like a interesting routine or transitions yeah. or these type of things. Oh, okay. Also, um, with this, um, remember you were saying that you were a soccer player at the age from 13 to 19. So during that time, did you guys have to go through any training routine or any um, sort of, uh, I would say, like, you know, how your coach would say, okay, do this, do that, do some sprints. Did you guys have to go through that? Oh, yeah, definitely. The conditioning uh, training for a sport like soccer is way more extreme than uh something like bodybuilding the amount of cardio sprints and uh that cardiovascular training that it requires to be in a soccer field is way higher than bodybuilding so i think that's one of the things that helped me a lot uh i 20 30 minutes 45 minutes cardio it's something i just enjoy doing okay it doesn't feel like uh really training for me because i've done a way higher level than that yeah well how do you see the health in just general i mean for the people who don't know about you know the the health importance in life how do you see that or how do you you know um see yourself as a health wise um it's this the simple comparison is that you have a machine yeah uh, take care of this machine this machine can run well uh can go to high speeds it's gonna save your life uh, you need to change the brakes you need to do all these things in it uh health is the same thing yeah. do you change oil uh, at the right time, uh, are you eating the right nutrition? Mm. Are you getting enough exercise to uh, make your heart stronger, to have some blood flow, to make these muscles stronger, to make these joints flexible uh, or not? If you're not doing it, then your machine is going to probably break down early. Yeah. And then when it breaks down early, then that's the time that you need to then invest on uh, doctors, medications, and all these things. But if you just pay a little bit more attention, invest your time and focus on having the right diet, exercise daily. Uh, one of the most simple things, drink your water. Exactly. Uh, it's one of the biggest changes I make for my clients when they start. I'm like, okay, the first thing you're going to start this week is to just get down a gallon of water. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. Uh, the, the, the answer is always, oh, I feel so much better. My digestion is better. My energy is better. Mm. Uh, I lost two pounds. I lost three pounds. Uh, it's simple things like that. If, if yeah. you take care of yourself, then you have less amount of time to worry about other things. And obviously, when you function better, you're just a better human being. So, of course, yeah. With the, uh, okay, when you do like there's a, of course there's a time that like, there's, there's no like, off season, and then you heading into the competition. Before the competition, what? How much time do you give yourself to be prepared for that day? Uh, you mean just the day of the show? Yes. So, so the, you have like a show on, say, 1st of January. 
So how much time would you give to be complete 100% for 1st of January? If I would want to prep for it? Yeah. And I feel like right now competition is so tough and it's so high. Yeah. I would say 16 weeks. But again, that depends where are you starting that 16 weeks. It's not like before. Before people used to prep with 12, 11 weeks. It depends where your physique is at. Uh, If you are not making the improvements that you've made you had to make through your off season yeah. or if you have been just living a regular lifestyle mm. and then all of a sudden you're going to come prep for 16 weeks and go do a show. Mm, chances are most probably you're going to look, end up looking the same. Yeah. If not worse. Yeah. And if you have made any improvements, it might be your conditioning because if you're trying to change your shape or change the amount of muscle that you have, mm. that's a process that takes a long time. It's not something you would be able to do it in 16 weeks. Prep is just, when, you, when you're preparing for that show, it's just the part that you uh, kind of find out how much improvements you make. Yes. The bodybuilding is in off-season. Yeah, yeah. The real time that you can make an improvement to your physique is off-season. Mm. With, um, so when you, when you are prepping um, for this competition, um, how much deficit do you go with the diet? Like, so I suppose if you're having 3000 calories or 4000 calories, how much you, what's your maintenance calories? There's no set maintenance. Those are all for the books and for marketing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No set I room. think it depends on the body, isn't it? Like what's your body is telling you? Each person, each single time is different. Yeah. I've had times that I had to prep to go down to uh, zero carbs, uh, maybe 20 grams of fat and okay. grams of protein. And then there's last time I've competed till eight days out, I was eating 300 grams of carbs a day. Okay. So no set. Uh, it just depends how your body responds at the time and yeah. you go back into your off season. Yeah. If you have your off season, then you might not have to go into a deep deficit. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. And then when, when your client comes to you, like, do you have like the normal clients or are they all like training? Like, well, for- actually most of my clients are lifestyle. Oh, lifestyle clients. <laughs> for most of my clients for lifestyle. So when they come to you, um, they do they say every time or any time anyone said to you that I want to look like that person? <laughs> um, uh, I think it's good to have an inspiration. Inspiration, where, yes. Of where you're trying to go. But yeah. first, it has to be realistic. And then you have to kind of have an eye for it. Does this person, what is the height of this person? Yeah. Sometimes someone is six feet and shows me a picture of someone five six, and he's like, "Oh, just how I want to look." Well, yeah. it's going to take time. Yes. Or like it's it's not bad to have it, but I, in general, I don't like comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, because some people they are com- like to compare a lot in the gym as well. You know, they see these big guys and they want to lifting. They're lifting heavy weights, and then even I comes- too, catch myself. Yeah. Everyone. Knows. Social media, everyone does. Yeah, and that, that's the that's the part of like let's go to this social media as as we're talking about social media. So you know you've done this from a long time, even before Instagram and social media came. What do you think the social media has changed in the fitness industry that wasn't before and it is now, in a good or bad ways? Changed pretty much everything. Yeah, each person has the ability to be their own business, mm. of their own business. It brought in more money, I would yeah. say. Yeah. But it also spread it out more too. It helped more opportunities 
but it took away a lot of opportunities from bodybuilders too because now you don't necessarily have to be a bodybuilder exactly you don't necessarily have to be a professional yep. you just have to have the audience yeah as long as you have the audience you can do uh whatever you desire to do so it has all benefits and negative but if i if i would want to say if you'd want to make a conclusion in general i think it's more positive because more people uh, are sharing more people are seeing and in general overall helps with the overall growth yeah and i think positive part is like you can connect with anyone like we just did you know mm -hmm. it's easier uh, to connect with anywhere in the world with you know whenever you want you, you just have to type a message and it's you know someone responsive they'll respond yeah How, how's your how's your daily routine like your schedule is according to I mean, being a bodybuilder and personal trainer and online posing uh, <laughs> teacher. It, it now I do more uh, online. Yeah. In general, I have a set morning routine and then uh, obviously my routine for going to the gym and my meals. But then the rest of it, it just goes day by day. Uh, first thing first, I do when I wake up. Usually I do 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. Mm -hmm. uh, I get in at least uh, three, four cups, uh, cups of water. Then I have my vitamins. Then I have my meal one. And then I will start doing uh, some either online work or maybe I would have clients. I'll go to the gym, train clients. Yeah. And as we go on, usually I train after my meal three. So that takes a big gap of my time throughout the day, usually around 1 to 2 p.m. to like 4 or 5. Uh, because I have to have my pre-workout meal. Then, yeah. same time, I'm doing some social media work, and then I go to the gym. Again, at the gym, I have to be able to do my workout, yeah. create some content, uh, come back home, eat, shower, and get back on the work. So again, yeah. it took, you know, I have clients, or I'm doing some online work, and that's how the daily yeah. thing. <laughs> so you train twice a day. I train one. Uh, I do my cardio first thing in the morning, and then yeah. I do my workout later in the day. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 So what time you wake up? I didn't hear get that. Usually around 5.36. Okay. 6, yep. 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 I can sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you need, do you need eight hours sleep or you, you can function on less or more? Well, I don't remember the last time I had eight hours sleep. <laughs> I, I might, I might take, I might take a nap throughout the day, but I don't remember the last time I took a nap. I mean, I don't okay. remember the last time I had eight hours sleep. So what's your, what's your, uh, like normal sleep times? Usually I'll go to bed around 11, 11.30 and I'm up again, 5, yeah. 5.30, So five, six hours sleep is the best. If I myself in, I'll probably be 6.30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool because I think I'll, I've, I've been doing this five, six hours for a really long time and I think it works for me and then it's just, you know. You just um, get used to it. Sorry? You just get used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get used to it. The the body get used to it, you know, then it just wakes you up the time you've been getting up every day. Mm -hmm. If, um, if, if let's say the client comes to you and he's or she is not really motivated, you know, what are your, uh, go to like motivation, motivational steps or, uh, things you say to the client to get them to work out that day? I used to I used to say those type of things, but I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> motivation is motivation is temporary. Motivation yeah, one day you will be motivated, one day you're not. It's a discipline. You just have it to is. be the discipline to be able to do it. Yeah. And then the thing about discipline is that 
people can show you the way, can guide you to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to do it, no one can teach you or force you to do it. So yeah. uh, that's something that you have to create yourself. Like yeah. it, you have to want it to be there. No one can like, I can't make you great if you don't want to be great. Exactly. That is so true. <laughs> so what's the three key changes you, you would say to your clients that who wants to lose weight? The first three key changes they have to make in the lifestyle. Diet. Uh, obviously training and cardio. Yeah. And mental, their mindset. The main, the first thing is mindset. Yeah. yeah I was the first thing that, yeah. is mindset. Change your mindset, why you're doing this, how you're doing this. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Mindset changes everything. Of course, yeah. Change your mindset, you're going to be able to change everything. So first, I think, is mindset, then diet, and then uh, just the whole routine. Creating a daily routine for yourself. Which comes back, goes back to discipline and mindset again. Of course, yes. Uh, I don't think there's like, you can just say three things. There's probably five or six things that all go hand to hand. It's like a domino effect, chain effect. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um, With... How um, were you were you affected by pandemic? I was at the beginning, maybe yeah. two three months. Mm-hmm. I think that was pretty normal for everyone. Yeah. But at a certain point, I just decided to do uh, what I got to do, and I actually think pandemic was the part that I made the grow most growth in myself. Uh, my business and just my mindset and everything. Yeah. So that, that's been positive for you in the, in the pandemic. Yes. Which most people I have met because I only affected by it negatively. So you, you all know what they would do for the first step. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. But what I'm saying, because, because I've been contacted people because, you know, I contact people who've been doing this and then, 99% 99% people were come out as a positive, but the people I don't contact because, you know, I only want to contact people who's done something in the life, you know, or they're doing something or they're helping other people like as a fitness or as a health professionals. But, you know, the, some people, do you think like it, there are people um, who got really, really bad impact and they've gone like in, in negative way they you know, just, let themselves go in the pandemic because they were not able to do anything. What would I tell them? Yeah. Decide right now, start today. Yeah. That was, that was, that was two years ago. Yeah. If you want to just, I feel like all of it, a lot of it goes back to victim mentality. Exactly. Yes, you to hand that was the situation. You're not the only one. There was billions of people just like you. Yep. So you're either going to just stay in a state that you are, which you, you got to ask yourself, are you happy to be in this state or not? Yeah. If you're not, then you got to do something about it. And obviously, it takes massive action. I actually just signed two clients, uh, husband and wife. They were they used to be really in shape. Both of mm-hmm. them were 50 pounds plus. Okay. Now it's from pandemic. But Jesus. they come, they're serious. Yeah. They, they pushed me, hey, I want my diet. I want to start right away. Hey, work out. What time? 6.30 a.m.? Uh, supplements, what do I need to do? Yeah. And you're going about it. And then the other thing is just building up momentum. You have to be able to build up momentum. 
uh, you start go 100% for 10 days straight. Don't make it easy for yourself. Yep. You're going to see so much progress that you're going to be able to build up momentum. Once you build up momentum and progress starts showing, then you're just going to ride the momentum and it's going to take you where you want to go. Yeah. You, you said something about Sports Academy. Um, can you tell me about more that? Uh, for United States Sports Academy? Yeah, um, you know that you... I think uh, you mentioned before that. So first show you won in in twenty at age of twenty one. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me like the preparation, your mindset that time to become like to to be a winner of that? Uh, you know, and then twenty one age, twenty one age, twenty one is like you know, like a like you've got it. Like in, I was childish at that time. You know, I wasn't. That's like, actually that's actually I think what what it helped me to grow up. Okay. That's what it to grow up. It uh, it forced me to separate from the crowd, uh, because when you're preparing for a show, you can't really hang out with people. Exactly. Yeah. Do those things, and because I feel like I was an athlete all my life, it was something I was like, oh my god, I can do this by myself. Uh, everything is in my control. Yeah. So I feel like that's something maybe I have an obsession with to be in control of. Everything, and that's the main thing you need to be a good bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, to be able to control the variables that you can control. I remember I was really motivated. Yeah. I was really motivated, and uh, I feel like I learned certain things just by myself and not anyone teaching me. Yeah. Then later on, maybe now that I'm pro, like I try to read books or like listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, people say these things that as an athlete you should do. I feel like I learned all those things, most of those things by myself and just that experience. Just being able to envision just like myself winning yeah. the entire time. But it was also really interesting because I had no idea what really I'm doing. Yeah. Or how the show would be. I had no idea I had to get a tank. Yeah. Last one came up to me and I was like, I have a good physique, but <laughs> I need to get a tank. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? It was like, don't you think everyone is like tan here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he said, well, I was like, where can I get some? Because like, they were sell at the bottom floor. Yeah. So I just went and I bought some and just we put some on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. usually there are people on the show, like before the show, they just, you know, tan you up for the, ready for the stage. That's other places. Um, I was in Iran. You have to do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So tell me, when, when you were doing this, um, I'm sure your family, your friends, were they against you or were they supporting you? At first, because no one saw it as anything serious that it will take over my life. It was just something I did in the summer to just yeah. give my parents were like, okay, like he's always been to sports, maybe like that. Mm. Uh, then later on, they were never against it. It was just the health aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, they were just make sure to stay healthy, just uh, don't kill yourself with the weight. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. my mom's really worried about like lifting heavy weight. Uh, my friends, it was like mostly no one understood because uh, everyone at that age wants to just party, go out, yeah. have fun, and I'm always with my chicken breast in my head. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't make sense for them, uh, but I, in overall, no one needs to understand it. You're the person that needs to understand it. Course, and if yeah. you want to do it, that's what my father actually told me because mm. uh, I was the second year of university. I was into studying interior design. Mm-hmm. And that was when I kind of like had to make the decision to leave or continue. Yeah. And he was obviously really against it. Uh, education was always first. Of course. But that was the last thing he told me. He's like, um, 
I don't think I can change your mind. When I see someone doesn't drink water for two days to get on a competition, it means that he wants it. So yeah, just be careful with your health. And I don't know. I hope I hope you know, like you gotta at the end make a living out of this. Yeah. So you stopped water two days prior to your competition. That was the wrong approach. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, I mean, I, I have seen people, they like, I've seen celebrities, they stop like taking water for the movie or for the song, like, you know, they want to show the abs. So, but I think I've seen other people who drink a lot of water and they still have abs. Yeah, abs, I still have abs. I drink pizza every day. It's not about <laughs> that. But, but it's just the science. Uh, it's the science, man. And no, that was wrong. That was the wrong yep. approach. Now, every time I've done a show, I probably actually had at least a gallon water the day before the show. Yeah. And also, there's, there's another people like drinking water or not having water. I have seen some people, they say rice also consume your body water when you have rice. Uh, rice doesn't consume your body that has water. Rice has water in it. So a lot of people that cut the water, maybe they carve up with rice because it's already, uh, it's been cooked with water. So it yeah. kind of provides that water to your body. Yeah. It so having depends. rice cake before the competition helps or not? Having what? Rice cakes. So you know the rice cakes. They you carve up before the shows, yeah. Yeah. You need a lot of, a big amount of carbs and glycogen storage into your muscles. For the, for the competition, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. <laughs> the other thing uh, I wanted to ask you is, you know, do you drink? Uh, alcohol? Yep. Socially or? Special, special occasions. Special occasions. And do you think it, it affects on your health? I mean, in bodybuilding or just in fitness? Uh, it delays your recovery a lot. It obviously everything you do is with your liver and kidney damages those too. Yeah. And then you can't have the two different lifestyles. Uh, you have to choose if, if this is the lifestyle that you want to have, or you want to have drink or have fun and do yeah. all those things. They just don't match up. Yeah, balance is really good. You can have mm. it once in a while, but like some people, enjoy. um, I remember this. Uh, he was, a, he was a celebrity. I met him in some party and then he was like, I want to, I want to lose fat, but I can't stop drinking. So <laughs> that's your choice there. <laughs> I can't help you on that. But the thing is like, he said like, but I do go out in the gym in the morning. I just pump some weights out, you know, that, but that's a, do you think this is balanced? That's not a balance. Minimal. Yeah. It's just. Minimal yeah, and then he's, he was a heavy drinker, not just like one or two drink, like he would smash a bottle at night. <laughs> That's it. There you have, you have your answer. And then, and then we Indians, like, you know, we like to drink. And then he was, he was like a big drinker. Like he would go hard on drinking. And then next morning, seven, six o'clock, or he just get to the gym. And then, like, I mean, he's a, he's a good big size. He's like, a, yeah, you know, this makes you feel better. It yeah. way. <laughs> in the long run, it's not going to like, it depends. Yeah, that's good for your health. At least you stay healthier. But uh, what level are we? talking on you know yeah exactly like, trying to be a bodybuilder or have abs or have that certain shape that you said want to look like you can't you yeah. can't be you can do that at the same time yeah. um you've been doing this for a really long time and you would have seen 
really ups and down in fitness industry. What do you think is the biggest myth in this world about these fitness or bodybuilding? Like what people think, which is not true. Uh, I feel like especially for bodybuilding is uh, just viewing bodybuilders that meet it. It's just like uh, they, they think it's just someone for ego or uh, this type of thing. So they don't really understand each one of these persons has uh, their own ways. For some, it's a business. Yeah. Uh, for some, they just like training and they have the genetics to be good at this. Yeah. Uh, it's just generalizing, just uh, visual judgment, basically. Yeah. 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 Immediately, yeah. a lot of people get intimidated. Like, why are you getting intimidated? Because I took care of myself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did, did you ever ego lift? What, what did I do? Ego lift, like, you know, like, yeah. yeah? It's, it's, it's a stage you have to go through. <laughs> have you know. passed that stage or are you still in that stage? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> smarter you, tra you train, the better it is. You keep yourself, your joints, everything healthier, and then uh, you make progress better too. It's not about how much you lift, lift it's about how much you stimulate the muscle. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a technique is the best way to do that. And then with, when, with the technique, when you train online people, you know, some people, when they come new, they have a bad technique or bad form, you know, how do you, um, approach them to be correct? Do you tell them straight away or you easy, tell them? But just age, it's easy. So a lot of them, I just see their Instagram. Yeah. I can easily see if this person. It's easy to see someone if someone knows has that muscle mind connection or technique of lifting or not. And for those who I don't have to see, I usually it's easy because if someone says they are following a diet hundred percent and they're training and doing cardio, but you don't see much visual progress in their physique, yeah. the next thing that comes in hand is that you know they're not training right. Yeah. So usually I ask them like, okay, what are you training tomorrow? They're like chest. I'm like, okay, send me your top sets. Mm. Uh, record your top sets and send them to me. Yeah. Then that's how I can correct them or I can see, okay, no, everything is good. You just need more time. So you give them the plans to weekly, monthly, or uh, do you go, so do you have a class that comes online and then you just, no? Okay. Uh, each person just uh, fills out my questionnaire. I get the yeah. information that I need. Mm -hmm. uh, then I schedule a call. We get on a call. Uh, I fill out a form for each person, get all the data that I need. If they have a question, I'll answer the questions. I'll send their diet, I'll send their workout, and then they do check-ins with me weekly on my website. Okay. And then based on their check-ins and how their body responds and how uh, they're making progress or not, then uh, it depends. For someone, I might change their plan every week. For someone, mm. I might change it for up to eight to nine weeks. Okay. It all depends on how the progress is going and how body is responding. And same with the posing, um, posing plans? Posing is separate. If people need me for posing, if it's in person, I'll go usually pose with them, give them like yeah. the changes that they need to make their physique yeah. or uh, different ways, or just we do posing conditioning. Because posing conditioning is probably the best way to get uh, conditioned because you have to be able to hold all those muscles for a certain amount of time. And if you are not conditioned to it on a stage, it's going to look really, really bad. Yeah. When you see people on stage start sweating or shaking, uh, these things, that's because they are not conditioned to posing the way that they should be. When someone comes to you, do you have any expectations from your clients? Do you know when they come for, even for training, not just posing, like, you know, do you have any expectations or you just tell them this is what you want in next 
12 weeks or 16 weeks. Well, what do you mean? Like, what, I mean, what's like, so, suppose, you know, anyone comes to you. So, so I come to you, Luis, you know, that I want to train with you. And, <clears throat> but this is my goal. And then, so suppose my goal is for one year. So do you tell them, do you tell me that, you know, I want you to do this for another three months? And what do you expect from them? Would they do it or they won't? Like, do you have any certain that's expectations? Main, that's, that's, that's the biggest, that's, a, that's the main thing. Uh, they have to want it uh, for themselves more than I want. It. Yeah. If you're paying me and you're not following the plan, then uh, the only person who's uh, losing here is you because yeah. I'm getting paid for my time. Exactly. Uh, yes, I expect to get results too, but if you didn't get results because you didn't follow the plan, mm. you're the person who's taking the loss. It's, yeah. it, and it shows. It's When you coach, I've been coaching for six, seven years. It's super easy to know who's following, who's, yeah, exactly. who's doing it. Yeah. Not, it's super simple. Mm. But uh, it's, it's your physique. It's something you can't change or hide or do anything about it. If you have been working, it's going to work. It's going to yeah. show you. Yeah. What's the lamest excuse you heard from the client? Yeah, I don't have time. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the main excuse everyone has. I don't get time no, to do this. <laughs> it makes time. Yeah, exactly. You prioritize your time. You do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And then they just don't want to open the cover to go into it, to be creative with it. A lot yeah. of times, you can't cook six meals a day. Well, no one expects you to cook six meals a day. Cook yeah. your chicken for three days. And three days ago, you cook your chicken one day for the next three days. Exactly. And you don't have to cook six times a day. Yeah. You're a rice cooker if you don't have to cook rice. Yeah, it's going to 15 minutes. You're going to have enough rice for three days. Yes. <laughs> Oats making oats, it makes two minutes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> just, we didn't want to do it, so it was easier to just say, uh, I don't have time. We mm. didn't try. You And then you track the results every week. Um, do you go on the call or they just put on the website? If, if, if there would be the need to get on a call, we get on a call. If not, I'll just give them feedback, yeah. uh, email and my website. Yep. And do the same pictures as well? Pictures, they, they have to do it every week. Yeah. Pictures every they, week? Okay. That's interesting. So what's your, what has your biggest challenge so far from your bodybuilding for your clients or your competitions, your biggest challenge that you have? Uh, the biggest challenge, I think, is uh, having balance. Yeah. Because with, ba if you, like, with competitive bodybuilding, there is no balance. Mm. It has to be extreme. It has to be hundred percent, or you're not gonna uh, get the placings that you want. Yeah. So I think the biggest balance is uh, the biggest challenge is balance yeah. to be able to still have like your social life, be able to run a business because uh, up to you get to a certain point, uh, bodybuilding is just more like an investment. It just yeah. takes it takes money. Get, yeah. So you have to be able to balance that to also have an income, have a living, do this and do all together. Yeah, exactly. But everything, I feel like it's a practice. The yeah. more you put, the better you get at it. The more yes. you do it, the more ways you just learn how to. If you would have asked me this maybe six years ago, I would say, oh, the diet is the biggest challenge. Mm. But now it's not anymore because I've yeah. done it for so long that I know yeah. the way to get around. Now it's just a part of the, you know, part of the day. Like, you know, this is part how you got to do it. Yeah. 
the more you do a routine, the more developed and advanced that routine gets. Yeah. The more you can predict how your day is going to go. And that's another thing that I like. Yeah. People wake up not knowing what's going to happen throughout the day or how this day is going to end. But me, because of my routine, I have to have plan for every single hour, every two, three hours. I kind of predict, I can predict my day. Yeah. And it, because I have, I have most of the va- va- uh, variables that I can have in my control and my control. Okay. That's good. So let's get to the final question, which is which I ask everyone. I mean, you sort of um, told me before about your journey from Iran to USA, and but what was the main reason? What was the your big why that you chose this profession or this line from beginning? I think I'm a really competitive person. Yeah. And I think maybe something that I have learned from my dad is to uh, be logical and be realistic and maybe analyzing things with a different eye than maybe most people do. So I've I've done snowboarding, ping pong, taekwondo, uh, gymnastics, swimming, uh, soccer for a long time. So every time I played all these sports, I'm not gonna lie, like I was good at all these, but yeah. there was that one person I would see on the soccer team that everyone would be like, okay, this one is different. Yeah. You could see that person had the talent for gift for it. Yes. Um, I feel like when I started going to the gym and started doing bodybuilding, that was the time that after like six, seven months, I was like, um, I'm different than other people. Okay. Most people that we that have been training for six months, most pretty much look the same, but I'm way different. Yeah, and then that followed by um, my first coach telling me, "Hey, like you can really be a world champion." So for mm-hmm. someone who's competitive and being into sports, all of a sudden, oh, I can be a world champion. <laughs> what I need to do, yeah, you know. And then also the other thing was that I almost was thinking about my future mm. and being smart about it. Like, okay, or the same conversation I had with my father, it was like, okay, if I'm being realistic with this 90% of them that I'm seeing are broke. Yeah. They are at the really top level. Mm. No matter if they have sponsors or they do coaching or whatever, do if you want to, uh, make a living out of this you have to be really good at it yeah so and i was not settling for like a mediocre uh ending either so yeah, i yeah. almost saw myself I was like, okay this is where i want to go um if you had asked me probably eight years ago i would have told you i'll be mr olympia next two years yeah <laughs> my mindset was yeah 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 and obviously when i came here and just like uh, going to an expo, looking around, seeing the opportunities, how this is going to go. I was like, okay, this is actually exactly what I want to do for my future. Oh. And the rest of it, it was just working to make it happen. Well, you made it happen. <laughs> That's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, have a little bit more to go. That's it. That's the that's the always goal. There's always room to go up, you know, really always room to improve. Well, I guess this concludes our podcast. So I really, really appreciate you coming along and then, you know, spending some time with me, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experiences. Appreciate it.
And to contact you, the best way is, I mean, your Instagram has, you know, your all the details. I think that's the best way to contact you. Your, your email or your... Um, My email uh, is fitness at yeah. gmail.com. Uh, but Instagram usually always the best. Perfect. Sweet. And thank you so much, Daniel. Have a good one. Good talking to you. Thank you, mate. You guys enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.